0: Hey everybody, it's been a minute since I've been on. I just wanted to get on here and encourage some of my listeners. Um, One of these good old days, I'll be able to get on here and talk and uh, be consistent throughout the week, but I'm telling you, life happens and it gets busy. But um, I don't want to tarry too long on that subject. I survived COVID-19, okay? Okay. You know, it's been a huge epidemic out here with this virus, y'all. And a lot of people aren't taking the virus as serious, but I survived the virus. And um, I can tell you that it was not easy. It was a long seven days of turmoil. I'm serious. Um, At any given point, I actually felt like, you know, that I might not make it through the virus. And it wasn't so much about my breathing. Um, my heart rate was like 130, 125 consistently. I was tired, extremely fatigued, wasn't really hungry, you know. Um, and I had kids here too. You know, my kids ended up getting sick and we just went through a lot within that week. I thank God for those out there that was praying for me. Thank y'all if y'all are listening, or if you or if you come through the replay. Thank you for praying for me. Thank you for praying for my kids because it was not an easy task. Um We called ourselves <clears throat> going to Florida uh, on a family vacation, and um I feel like I got sick while I was there, and I, you know, c- came back home, and that's when I began to see. The course of that sickness continued to continue to uh pick up it, it you know it started on April first and it tarried um to till like the ninth or the tenth and so um it was tough but one thing I want to talk about today is what I learned and what God spoke to me in those times. Is't it funny how God speaks to us all the time? But sometimes we just don't take the time to listen. And and sometimes we find ourselves in these situations and we think, why am I in this situation? But sometimes we're in that situation because it it may not even be because it's something that we've done wrong. You know, it's not always God is punishing me. Sometimes it's simply God wants you to feel something. You know, Yolanda got... Um, this song that said Yolanda Adams got this song that says, um, the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Some things that we go through in life, y'all, we go through them and it's nothing but a test. God allows you to be like the vaccine, so to speak, that someone else will use. So when they go through a situation because of your story and your endurance, they won't go through as bad or if they go through, they'll be equipped or it'll be less severe the stuff that they go through you know it won't be as bad as it was had they went in blindly and so I want to say that I learned in that situation that I was being tested and I begin to question not question God but I begin to petition God for healing and I begin to pray and no matter how much I pray I could feel the effects but I thank God that I didn't lose my mind so throughout that the first day i dealt with chest pains i dealt with um a little shortness of breath i dealt with um feeling super fatigued and my mental was going in and out in and out Um, I really didn't feel like myself, so I reached out to one of my sisters in Christ who I know will pray, um, and she began to pray for me. And I reached out to a couple of others while I was going through the process as well. But I really only wanted to link up with people who I knew in my heart that had no motives for me. They just sincerely going to pray. They just love me for who I am, just strictly, and um, you know, no shade because you know it's other people out there that I could have reached out to, as well. But that's just who I felt led to reach out to. So, um, anyways, um, let's get to. I'm gonna get to the message and what God was teaching me, and then I'm gonna kind of go through. Um, at the end of here, I'm gonna talk about you know some of the stuff I did while I was going through and how I overcame. Um. So um, the Lord began to deal with me and talk to me just about how we can get so busy with life and how we can just be going through the motions, whether it's you trying to clock in and make enough hours, whether it's you trying to make sure the kids got everything they need. And we get so busy doing, 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 or we get in the, um, the, the, like, the the just the phase of where we're trying to do everything, pull everything together, you know, you know, we're trying to encourage people, or we're in ministry and we're trying to make sure that we get the word out and we get through the hustle and bustle, as they call it, of life, and we forget <clears throat> where our health and strength comes from. In that moment, I begin to thank God for the small things, like wow, God. Thank you, because I can open my eyes. Let me tell you, I had money, was able to eat, could get all the food that I wanted. My house was stocked with groceries. I couldn't even, I, some days I didn't even have the strength to make it to the kitchen because I was that fatigued. I was feeling that sick or my heart was that worked up. And uh, <clears throat> God began to tell me, he said, you know, he never, he never told us as believers to strive for anything. He wants us to just bask in the moment in his presence, wherever that may be, in your car, in your living room, wherever. Bask in that moment of being still and knowing that he's God. Understand that all of these other tasks and stuff, they can't do themselves, but they also can't get done if you're not where you need to be. If you're not strengthened. And God began to tell me, we need to al- allow him to be God in our lives. Because sometimes everything else around us is pulling for us. And we begin, be, we begin to become God to our kids. We become to be, you know, God to people. Or we become to be God um, to our spouses or whatever the case may be. And God is like, no, I don't need you to take my place. I just need you to relax and be a son and daughter and be thankful for my grace. Because it is because of His grace and His mercy that we all are not consumed. If it wasn't for His grace and His mercy, we would be consumed. And so, you know, it's just like you we have to get to a place to where we begin to depend on God again. In a way that we've never depended on Him before. Um, we got to get to the p- point where... Before you had your house, before you had your car, before you had the good, sweet life, when you was struggling, where it was just you and him and you was just allowing him and looking to him every day. You know, when he talk about us, you know, delighting ourselves in him again. And when he and when he's telling us that, you know, if we just focus on him, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, righteousness, all these other things will be added into us. And so we got to put God back on the throne where he belongs. And we have to begin to just come out of the hustle and bustle mentality when it comes to all phases of life. My God, we have to get to a place to where we know that it is not works that does this thing for me. It is not works, my works that complete me. What it is, is his grace, because if it wasn't for his grace and mercy, I wouldn't be able to do ministry. If it wasn't for His grace and mercy, I wouldn't be able to be mama you know, if it wasn't for his grace and mercy, I wouldn't be able to encourage anybody. I wouldn't even be able to to see another day if it wasn't for his grace and his mercy. And he began to talk to me about how this ties into salvation and how it ties into sanctification. and And, and you know, even down to how we treat people in daily life, we begin to act like, you know, That we, it's something so special about us because we are the way we are. Or we begin to take His glory and God will not share His glory with anyone. And in this, you know, in this time, God began to give me these nuggets about how we just got to get back to a place and, and get in a place of obedience as well to where nothing that we do. It's just by our own human ambitions, but be, but that is by his leading, his guidance. I don't care what it is you're doing. You better know that you know that you don't know. And I'm not saying it's to put fear in nobody, but just know that you know that it's something that God has graced you to do. Because what, another thing that God began to reveal to me is that the enemy has set snares for his people. And see, the Bible tells us not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. And some of his devices are simple, y'all. We know that God allowed Job to be tested. And we saw in that scenario that Satan had to ask God for permission. He couldn't just go and tempt Job. And so those are one of his things. I'm coming to tempt you. Satan is coming. And even if he come, whatever storm that God allows to come up on you, it has not caught him by surprise. The enemy has to get permission to come in and wreak havoc in your life. So if you're going through a storm, understand that. And also, you know, when I, I'm going to go back into the topic of obedience, I knew in my heart, y'all, that I wasn't supposed to go to Florida. I knew it. You know, it was like, okay, it's a family vacation. And it sounded like a good idea. But let me tell you something. When you are in Christ or when you are in his will, you cannot perform and do life as a person who don't know him or a person that's not submitted to him. That's just like, you know, you being married and acting like you don't have a spouse out here that you have to answer to. I did pray about going to Florida, but I didn't wait for God to give me the okay so i prayed and after i prayed i started to book my stuff from the first day of the whole incident i began to see how it was just opposition i'm like oh well maybe this the devil you know i'm just like well you know and i'm like god just bless it you know how we just tell god to bless it we don't even know if that's what he wants. we just tell him to bless it that's what i did and like i said i felt the opposition i saw every sign Pay attention to what God is showing you. Pay attention. I had to, when I got to Florida, all I felt was the weight of conviction. Even though I was there with my family, even though Florida was beautiful, I felt the weight of conviction. I was weak. I was tired. No matter what I did, I couldn't get enough rest. And I just felt the weight of conviction. So I began to repent. And so in that moment, God began to minister to me when I started to repent and just tell me, okay, I forgive you, but get back up. But also know that when you step out of my will, the enemy, the traps that the enemy has set for you, you fall in them. See, there's protection and grace for us in the realm of obedience. But if we're not obedient, we open ourselves up to so many things that God has not really allowed for, for us. You know, and then we say God is punishing us. So I thank God that he didn't kill me. I thank God that he didn't allow the enemy to kill me or that he didn't let me die or that he don't destroy us because of our bad choices, because of our lack of submission to him when he's been faithful to us. And I thank him that I'm able to tell the story, y'all, because I can't sit up here and say, well, I didn't know, you know, that I wasn't supposed to go. I've been walking with God long enough to know when he's saying yes and when he's saying no. And I don't care who it is in your life that don't understand your level of obedience and consecration and sacrifice to God. You obey God. Because it's because it's in that place of your obedience that God can cover you. Yes, he's God. Yes, he can cover you. Yes, he's supposed to cover you. But God is not going to force anything on us. You have to submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and then he'll flee. You have to know the devices of Satan, y'all, and and, and know the word and get in the word and understand that it's the devil is seeking to and fro to see who he can devour any day. That's the word. That's Bible. We have to understand that, you know, he's already doing his job, but we can't give him no work, y'all. We can't give him no work. And so I knew that I stepped into this place, an unauthorized place. And so some things God will cover, but that does not mean that he's with you. Every sign said, don't do it, don't go. I mean, from the day one of me trying to book the Airbnb, I tried to book it. It booked it in my mama name instead of mine. It got to the point where it locked me out of my account. This on day one, y'all. And I'm still pressing towards it. Some stuff is not the devil. Some stuff is just God rerouting you. Like, I'm trying to show you that it's either a no or it's either I got something better. But denial does not always mean that God is pushing you out. Or it's the devil. It could just be him rerouting you. So, I know he was rerouting, rerouting me. And so... I wanted to share that portion of. So that's something that God was sharing with me, um, you know, in my time of meditation. Then God began to deal with me about the way we have become so knowledgeable and intellectual in the word. And it has made us big headed when we have left out the substance of the very crucial commandment to love to love to love we know that bible more than we know love we out here we're we're offering more judgment than love god ain't sent us out here to be like pharisees to pull these people around we ain't out here to do that That's God's job. And, and you know, somebody may say, well, he who is spiritual judges all things. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, you do. But you judge it righteously, not in a way to criticize and tear someone down or not in a way to make yourself look good. You don't do that. And so I begin to, you know, the Lord began to talk to me just about love and, um, how all that other stuff that we doing out here, it ain't bringing him glory. And he began to tell me how he's going to raise up outcasts because of that the, the, the very people who you don't think that God is going to use, he's going to use, <coughs> excuse me. And God began to tell me <coughs> it, it ain't when everything is going good in your life anyways that your faith counts and matters it is when you're going through those tough times and you're able to still give him glory that's when the onlookers the people who don't even really know your God is able to look at you and and say oh my God it's something about her oh my God it's something about him what is it that they have that I'm lacking I want to get it And then that's when you begin to be able to introduce to them your faith and your rock that you're standing on. You begin to see that they begin to know your God by the evidence, the grace of God, the power of God that is being manifested in you. And so we're not a manifestation of nothing just because we look um, intellectual. We're not... You know, we're not being proven by that. God is not impressed with your knowledge. He ain't impressed with your work for him and how faithful you are and how good your attendance is. He ain't, he ain't, God is not, he's not, I mean, he don't care about that. He don't. He's more concerned with how you perform in in, in hard times in your love walk. He's watching how you still serve him in spite of. He's watching when you when you come to him for the stuff that you know is too hard, rather than acting like you can do it yourself, or rather, you know, just walking away from him. Period. When you got a hard time, your faith don't count when you got it all together. And so, if we think that God is impressed with us. You know, because we so, you know, we look like we got it all together. We are sadly deceived and the world is watching. He's watching how we treat one another. He's watching, you know, how we, you know, handle each other. He's watching. God is watching how we handle sinners too. You know, over this course too, you know, of me going through what I was going through. um, We lost DMX and DMX was one of my favorite rappers. Um I mean, always just poetic and talented. You know, he ain't got a lot of garbage and stuff. He cussed a lot, you know. And but growing up, I listened to him because you can hear his heart. He was very vulnerable. Um, he was just one of those artists that I feel like he had something to say. And I, you know, I can dig lyrical, you know, real lyricists, then you know, stuff that just got a good beat, but you know, it's garbage. You can just trash it after you listen to it. But um, <clears throat> God began to show me, you know, how even now in in the days to come, we're seeing DMX pass away, you know, rest in peace to a great legend. But we're going to see God raise up more people who are talented visionaries and they don't look perfect. They aren't perfect. None of us are. He's going to continue to raise up those type of people because he said that that is who I can host my glory through it's not people who faking like they got it all together and 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 we gotta stop this just because somebody's sin is different from ours we you know better than them or we gonna make it into heaven you know hey i'm lying so i'm gonna get into heaven but you fornicating it so you ain't going to heaven no all sin is equal to god's eyes yes it's something that he says is an abomination but <clears throat> you like lying and different things like that but As Christians, are we supposed to point the finger like that? Are we supposed to judge people? We, You know, God has not called us to do those things, y'all. You know, I I feel like we get so caught up in trying to pull these people around that we forget to love them. You know, I begin to see more Christians and saints um, call out this man's salvation and say he's going to hell because he struggled with an addiction. You see all of this um, criticism and judgment with a lack of compassion. You've never had an addiction, but you're going to speak something somebody that has an addiction, we have to get back to loving one another. We have to get back to the very essence of who God is. And that is love through love and kindness. Have he drawn all of us? I'm telling you, we have to humble ourselves. And these are things that God was just giving to me, you know, daily, you know, different things he was teaching me about, but we have to get back to being the word and not just knowing the word being doers of the word um allow God to be who he is He raises up who he wants to raise up he demotes who he wants to demote but it's not our job to be out here you know saying who God can and can't use and if you see a brother overtaken in the fall restore him and i'm not just i'm not talking about people who are here wrongfully deceiving people and they doing it knowingly and stuff i believe we are to speak out about stuff like that but how dare we speak out against people who are struggling how dare we you know how dare we treat human beings like they're not human where i mean where is our heart we got all this anointing all this intellect where's your heart When was the last time you leaned a shoulder? When was the last time you cried with somebody or for somebody? When was the last time you prayed for somebody? Like, real talk. And remember that these people that we looking to please while we out here acting like that God is not watching, God is watching. And he ain't going to be worried about your resume of how many uh, miracle signs and wonders you did or none of that stuff. He ain't going to be looking for that. No. He ain't looking for that. He looking for your evidence to your love walk. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, when Jesus returned or when Jesus when Jesus said, you know, You know, when the the disciples were saying to Jesus, hey, we cast out devils in your name. And, you know, we we healed the sick. You know, different things, wonders. I worked for you. Some of y'all, that's all y'all going to be able to say is, oh, God, you remember I worked for you? But he's going to tell you to depart from him. You work of iniquity. Worker of iniquity. You never knew him. You can't know him out here working for him, but not loving his people you can't so we got to get our fruits back working on our trees real fruit fruit that will remain not this form of godliness and also god began to deal with me about what's important y'all let me tell you having covid oh god i was able to see what really mattered to me the most I'm like, Lord, I'm just going to go outside now just to look at the sky and say, Ooh, I, be- I just want to behold your wonders, your glory. Your son, oh Father, thank you, God, for the moon. You know we just begin to be appreciative of the the small things. Oh God, sometimes we take take things for granted, y'all, because we have this and we have that. And let me tell you, when you ain't in your right health or when you ain't in your right mind, y'all, these are small things that we take for granted, but we don't see them until we in a low place. And so, if you find yourself in a low place, don't just look at the low place, but begin to listen and tune in to God and see what he's saying to you in that low place sometimes it's the, it's the only way that he can really just share his heart with us we don't need to just be going in his presence for a word we just need to go and get into a place where we can just worship him and love on him for who he is to us he don't have to wake us up he don't have to do any of those things but he he is god and he still does those things for us whether we perfect or not He still does. And so I'm just sharing my heart. This is, I mean, I'm being real vulnerable today because like God has been so good to me. I'm just so thankful to God. It's time to come out of these relationships that, you know, where people treat you like a buffet. You ain't no buffet. You know, they can't decide what part they want to take of you. You know, No, no, no. You are a human being, period. I seen it on this man of God's post and it hit me hard. But God was dealing with me about that. You know, some of these people wouldn't care if you croaked over or not. They may say rest in peace, but that's it. They won't be moved by the smallest. So you get out here and take life serious. Thank him for the small things. Do what it is he has placed on the inside of you. Whatever it is that God has given you, give it back to the world. You owe it to yourself to be yourself and to give God God. And his people. All of you. Let him see you use your gifts for his glory. Let him see you use your gifts to change lives. Get out here and show God that you are thankful for life. Let go of the relationships that's one-sided and draining you. It ain't worth it. Life is too short. So I just ask you today. What are you doing? How are you showing God that you are thankful for your very existence? You are created on purpose for a purpose. Get back to purpose. Do what God has called you to do. With every fiber of your being, use it unto the glory of the Lord. Use your gifts that God has given you. It brings him great pleasure. It will bring the world great pleasure. The world needs what's on the inside of you. God bless you. And thanks for tuning in. Have a blessed day. See you on the next podcast.